Okay, so before I bring up Mike, I was praying, thinking like, Lord, how do I introduce him, right? And as I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to introduce Mike, a whole bunch of things came to me that I could say, and every one of them I realized that if I say them, Mike's going to call me a pansy when he gets up here. So I'm not going to say those things because he would be right. But I will say that Mike and I have been doing so much of this together for many a years, ministry and just everything. And and the one thing I will tell you is if you do not have somebody as close to you as a brother in the Lord, find one. It's the only way you make it. It's the only way. It uh and I know he'll tell you the same. You can't make it without somebody going through stuff with you. And uh we were blessed. We were we grew up in the Lord together. And uh ironing sharp and iron and that's I had somebody the other day ask me, they said, would you say you and Mike are best friends? I'd say, well, we have to be. Nobody else could put up with us. So, And uh, and that's probably true. So uh, without any uh, further ado, let's bring Mike Harris up. Yeah. Good morning. Well, I don't really have an intro or anything like that, so let's just uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I, I just uh, thank you for the opportunity to uh, give my testimony here. Uh, Lord, I just pray that um, that you would have each and every person here um, gather from it what they will, and uh, um, pray. I pray that you would bless it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so um, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s, um, which, which meant um, my, my dad taught me uh, that real men don't cry, okay? Um, and uh, he... He worked in the uh, oil fields where he traveled a lot, okay? And, um, and then um, when I turned um, eight or nine, um, my mom and dad got divorced. So my dad uh, quit his job in the oil field industry where he was making really good money to do landscaping, which he did not make a lot of money doing. (laughs) And he pursued the Lord. My earliest memory of, uh, of the Lord was my dad crying. And I knew that something significant had happened. And I wanted that because, I mean... My dad had always taught me that men don't cry, and then there he was, crying. So, I didn't know what had happened, but I knew something powerful had happened, and I wanted it. So I got baptized. <laughs> so I got baptized, and, and uh, over the next several weeks, uh, the pastor was uh, given given me Bible studies. So, 
at a young age, I remember going through and um, going through my daily life and and being presented with two options, uh, the good option and the bad option. And more often than not, I was choosing the bad option. And it got to the point where I was just like, okay, like, Am I am I good enough for this? <laughs> so I ended up walking away from the Lord. Um, I ended up uh, smoking and drinking, and then um, in uh, I think it was ooh. Boy, 97, um, I was working at Azteca Milling, and um, we, uh, after work, we went to a local bar. Now, I wasn't 21 yet. Um, I think I was 19 or 20. Um, and um, I sat down, I was drinking, and then uh, about halfway through the night, uh, the bartender asked me for my license, and and um uh i told them that uh i needed to go out to my car to get my id <laughs> and uh uh i got in my car and i left um now i was i was pretty drunk um and i run off the road and uh i got a i got a flat tire and i ended up at a this uh, old bustlers that was on uh, 41 and uh, a guy in a white van I didn't have a spare, spare tire uh, a guy in a white van had uh, had come up to me and he started witnessing to me and so for like four hours on the side of the road four hours um, this guy witnessed to me and then uh, you know at the end of it I'm just like are you going to give me a ride home? <laughs> and uh, he's just, so he, he graciously uh, gave me a ride all the way to Wadesville. Um, uh, and one thing that I, um, that I noticed in his van, he had a shofar in his van, which I didn't understand. I, I didn't know a lot about shofars at the time. Um, but I thought that was interesting. It was it was a shofar, and then when I got then when he brought me to um, um, my house, he gave me a card to a uh, a church, and um, so I held on to the card. Uh, I think it was it was a couple of weeks uh, before I ended up going, and then uh, ultimately I ended up going to this church. It was um, oh. Cornerstone um, um, in Evansville. And uh, the day that um, I ended up showing up was really kind of a boring day. They were introducing a brand new pastor. um, And uh, so it, and there wasn't really a message per se, um, but I ended up going back uh, and I really enjoyed the services. Like I would come back like super hype. Um, and then, uh, and then I started, um, having lunches with, uh, with the pastor there at the time. 
and he started to tell me about grace. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. The, f- the fact that you could, that God would just forgive you. Couldn't, could not wrap my mind around it. Um, anyway, because I couldn't wrap my mind around it, um, I just stopped going to church. I moved to Illinois, moved in with my dad, um, where I spent a, a little bit of time, and then I, um, I come back to Evansville, where I met my wife, um, and then, so we got married, uh, along with a lot of drinking, uh, a lot of drugs, um, ended up, I think I ended up with, um, three DUIs and a PI, and, um, it was, it was rough, um, and then, around, uh, I think 2008, um, I'm working at Blue Beacon, and um, uh, I'm having these episodes where the whole right side of my body is stupid, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't express myself. I couldn't, I couldn't write clearly. Um, I was going in for uh, EKGs and um, having all kinds of tests run. Uh, where ultimately they decided that I needed to see a neurologist. Um, so, and then um, my wife and her sister had been uh, attending a church down in Henderson. Um, and uh, she kept trying to get me to go, and I kept trying to tell her not to be that person. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, so she puts my name on a uh, prayer list. <laughs> she puts my name on a prayer list, and um, the minute the pastor saw uh, saw the name on the prayer request, um, he said, I-, "I need to go see him. Does anybody know where he lives?" Um, and uh, a guy named Jerry Finkston. Uh, knew where I lived, and uh, he said, yeah, he says, uh, he says, I, I know where he lives, he said, but I'm not sure he'd appreciate you coming over, um, and uh, he said, no, he said, I need to go see him, and so he, he showed up at my door, and uh, we're looking at each, at each other, and uh, it's just like, there's a familiarity, it's just like, and and I can't figure out what it is, and then ultimately what it come down to is he was the pastor that had been introduced um, at Cornerstone and was teaching me about grace. Pastor Rod Murray. <laughs> uh, anyway, he prayed over me, uh, and I never had another episode, never went to a neurologist. Uh, it was It was amazing. Um, now I'm going to church now, uh, but I'm still having keggers on the weekend, um, until, um, 
until September. Uh, and in September, I had, uh, so we had four boys. Um, and my oldest boy was um, diagnosed with a, a disease called adrenal leukodystrophy, um, which basically fatty tissues cover up the adrenal glands and then uh, and then and then you look like it it's not actually what's happening but you look like you're reverting you're going backwards um, so he would he would he started to lose his um, um, academia uh, he, he started to lose his ability to talk his ability to walk um, and um, I'm literally just praying that God would either, because this type of disease can go on for like 20 years. Um, I'm literally just just praying that God would either would either heal him or take him. I didn't want to see him go through this, so I'm praying over my son. I'm, I'm driving over the 41 bridge. Uh, on my way to church, and um, <clears throat> and I'm just having this crying out moment, <laughs> like, and um, in the midst of that, I felt God say, um, "Spend more time with my people." I'm just like, I'm kind of I'm crying crying out about my son, and he's like spend more time with my people. And so I, I told Pastor Rod, and um, that Pastor, as, as Pastor Rod does, that next night we had a, <laughs> we had a men's group at Pizza Hut. Um, and uh, I, spent the, um, I spent the next 10 years kind of all in. Uh, I helped with Barnabas Ministries. Um, I helped with... Um, youth group on Monday nights. I helped uh, uh, fix things and clean things on Saturday morning. Um, like I was just, I was all in. I spent more time at church than I did at home, which my wife was all right with. <laughs> I invested so much time at the church that. Most of my bad habits just fell off. It, like, I don't think I noticed it as much at the time, but I gave so much of my life to the Lord that most of my bad habits just fell off. Uh, Now, I had some. (laughs) I definitely had some that stuck around. Um... I had an arrogance about me that stuck around, um, and I definitely had a um, uh, an anger problem that stuck around. So I had ten years worth of growing and strengthening with relative ease, um, and then in 2016 uh, I got a. I got a lump in my nose. Um, It had already been misdiagnosed twice. uh, So ultimately, uh, I show up at my 
house, and I'm, I'm looking around at the mess that is my house, and um, I, I just feel the Lord saying, you need to get this taken care of before it gets out of control. And I knew he was talking about my nose. Um, and so I immediately drove to the hospital. Matter of fact, I did kind of a circle in the middle of Lloyd Expressway because I was debating on whether or not whether or not I was going back to the urgent care or whether I was going to go to the hospital. Um, ultimately, I ended up going to the hospital. They did a CT scan, uh, and they found that it was a tumor. Um, and then uh, it, it was a rare form of cancer called adenoid cystic uh, cancer, uh, one, a type that they weren't able to... Um, treat here in Evansville, so they sent me up to Indianapolis, uh, where I had some fantastic doctors um, who were just kind of nonchalant, just like, okay, well, let's take care of it, you know, and uh, uh, so uh, ultimately, over the next um, over the next month, they did three surgeries, um, and created a big hole in the middle of my face, <laughs> Um, and um, which I was able to cover up with gauze for a while, um, but uh, ultimately the the uh, the other part of that was uh, there was a dental student um, that was I don't I don't know exactly what was going on, but whatever it was, he was making me a prosthetic for free, um, which was. Which was super cool um, because I did not want to walk around with a big hole in my face. Um, and I'm thankful for that because it took the arrogance out of me. Um, just the idea of, I was, you know, of course, I, I wasn't anyway, but I, I knew at that point that I wasn't better than anybody else. Um, so, um, and then over the next uh, um, two years, we went through like 10 different surgeries uh, to try to reconstruct my nose. Um, the radiation had broken down the tissue to a point where it couldn't be reconstructed. Um, and then ultimately, um, I felt the Lord just say, you know, that we weren't going to do any more surgeries. Because there were, there were other surgeries that we could have done, uh, but he said no. So we didn't. So over this time, I'm learning a lot. Um, learning a lot about not knowing anything. <laughs> But through all the through all the waiting um, and all the waiting <laughs> and the travel back and forth to Indianapolis, um, like I got rid of a lot of my anger issues as well. Um, so you know, in a lot of ways, this this cancer has been really beneficial to me. Um, got rid of my arrogance got rid of my anger 
In 2021, I had a craniotomy. For those of you guys who don't know what that is, they split my head here, folded it over, and then took a, another tumor out. Um, and then in uh, March of 22, uh, they found tumors growing in my head uh, and lungs. And they, um, they tried a few things. Um, they tried, um, uh, what's it called? I don't know what it's called, but they tried a, uh, a immune system boosting type of chemotherapy, and then uh, they tried uh, a regular chemotherapy, and um, ultimately, um, we uh, we ended up settling on a doesn't matter what kind of thing. We ended up settling on a, a chemotherapy and a and radiation. Um, it was rough, <laughs> to say the least. It was, it was really, really rough, and I lost lost all my hair, and um, um, my body hurts. Even even today, uh, it just hurts, um, you know. And there, just a lot of things, nausea. A lot of things, um, and I also I I I went through a phase where I'm I'm looking at my life and I'm going okay like I'm losing my life. Um, so I'm a manager at a truck wash, and they took my they took my shift away uh, because they weren't sure how this whole thing was going to go. Um, and they gave it to uh, a younger guy. Um, so I'm, I'm losing my work. Um, and, um, and then my wife left me. So now I'm losing my wife. Losing my life, my work, and my wife. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, what do I have left? <laughs> that's that's everything. Um, so I go through the radiation, I go through the chemotherapy, um, and I got my first bit of good news. Um, <laughs> I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, my doctor had called me. And he said, the tumors in my head are shrinking. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, so here's what I want to leave you with. Um, I think the first thing a person should do after accepting the Lord, is get baptized. I'm not, I'm not a you have to get baptized, you know, type of guy. But um, what I think it does is um, it it shares with the whole world 
that you serve the Lord. If that's not good enough reason. (laughs) The next thing is, pursue the Lord. Like, I'm not telling you that all of your stuff will fall off, but don't worry about the stuff that's going on in your life at the time. Like, just pursue the Lord and, and, and let Him guide you and let Him direct you as far as, as far as that stuff goes. Like, just, just pursue Him. Just fall in love with Him. I'm going to share a couple scriptures with you. Um, Philippians 4, 5 through 9. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, so it's not just... It's not just let your lay all your problems at God's feet, but do it with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, um, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. And then Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That goes toward that chasing after God first. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Doesn't mean he'll give you what you want, but he'll give you the desires of your heart. So, that's it. Praise the Lord. If everybody would join me up here, we're going to say a word of prayer over Mike, and uh, and then we're going to have an altar call for those who are dealing with disappointments in life. How many know that's the most difficult thing as a Christian uh, to deal with when things don't go the way we expect them to go? And uh, Rick, you gave a testimony on it this morning. Hallelujah. Mike, come on down here. We're going to pray over you. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise the Lord. What an awesome testimony. Um, everybody just gather around here really close. I like, um, I think God ordains everything that we do. And I like that uh, thing that um, Rick said this morning about uh, seeing God's goodness. Seeing God's goodness. I think that was a purpose and his testimony to go with your testimony. And Mike has uh, stood strong through so many things. And uh, 
And we as a family just want to anoint him and pray God's goodness would just cover him and overflow in his life. And, uh, and, uh, and I know Mike would want me this morning to minister to those as we pray over Mike, those who are struggling with disappointments in life. Hallelujah. And we want to see God's goodness in everybody's life. And um, the world is a very difficult place. How many know that? But if we'll press through, we'll see God's goodness in our life and we'll see God's goodness overflow. So let's lay hands on Mike here as a family and let's just pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, oh, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we're so thankful for Mike, Lord God. Lord, for everything he's meant to this body, Lord God. Lord, the things you have done through his life, Lord God, as he submitted to you in his life. Oh, Lord, you've done amazing things in his life, Lord. Father, this morning we know how much this testimony will affect so many lives, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, first of all, Lord, I see your goodness all through his life, Lord. Father, the way you arranged, Lord God, that meeting with Pastor Rod. Lord, you begin to take his heart, Lord God, and you begin to soften it, Lord. And Lord, you've done so many good works through Mike. Lord, Lord, you've helped so many people, Lord God. Father, just the other day, Lord, I spoke to somebody that Mike had uh, talked to and probably didn't even realize Uh, that it was Mike that changed his life by just taking the time to spend with him, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for that person's testimony to me and, Father, the hundreds of people that Mike has touched with his life, Lord. And, And right now, I pray for more. More, Lord God, of your goodness flowing through him, Lord. Father, we know that your hand is upon him in every part of his life, Lord. Father, your anointing is upon his life, Lord. Father, your glory is working through everything that he does, everything that he says, Lord God. Father, right now we pray over his body first, Lord. Father, we pray for healing right now, Lord, by the authority of Jesus Christ. Lord, we command every sickness, Lord, from the top of his head, To the bottom of his feet, Lord God, we pray for wholeness, Lord. Lord, we rebuke the enemy, rebuke every sickness, Lord. Oh, by your authority, Lord God, we command, Lord, healing over his body, his mind, his emotions, Lord God. Father, you said you're like a healing balm, Lord God. I pray your anointing would flow upon him, Lord God. Oh, Father, right now we pray protection around Mike. Lord, we pray that your mighty, warring angels, Lord, would always go in front of him, behind, to the left, and to the right, Lord God. Protect him. Put your hedge of blood around him, Lord. Oh, Father, his future, Lord God, is bright, Lord God. Oh, Father, the future is bright, Lord God. I pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would just open up the future, Lord God. Let him see everything you've got in store for him, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I pray that your joy, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray that his spirit would be lifted, Lord. 
Father, I pray the pain in his body, Lord God, that you would uh, supernaturally intervene, Lord God. Oh, Father, his energy level, Lord, I pray that you would, um, Lord, you would supernaturally infuse him with your power, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we're so thankful for uh, Mike, Lord God, and, and our brother in the Lord and everything that he's done for this body, Lord. And uh, Father, right now, we just pray that your anointing uh, would remain upon him in fullness. Oh, hallelujah, right now, Lord. Pour yourself upon him, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. We say so be it, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This morning, um, I know Mike's heart this morning, and um, we just want to turn our attention to, you know, those in the body. How many have uh, dealt with disappointment? And you say, man, look at Mike's going through all this and staying focused on the Lord and giving his testimony. And, uh, And this morning you're saying to yourself, man, I don't know. I haven't dealt with disappointment that well. I need that kind of strength in my life. How many know that your faith is going to be tested? That's how we get a testimony, is the test. But then when the test comes sometimes, we're not ready for it and we don't have a plan. And this morning, God wants to help you with your disappointments. Um, Everything in life is not going to go the way we expect it to go. And that's when the testimony starts. And so this morning, we want to pray over those who are struggling with disappointment this morning. If you're struggling with disappointment and you want God to strengthen you right now and encourage you, I would just encourage you right now. Is there anybody like that? We want to pray over you this morning. Hallelujah. Come on up here. You're struggling with disappointment. Hallelujah. Can I have some women over here to gather around both of these? Hallelujah. Mike, you mind anointing? These women are praying over them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we pray over these women, I just want to talk a little bit about disappointment. How do we deal with it? How do we deal with it? How many know that we can't control a lot of things in this world? We're going to have people that we love. And we're going to have all kinds of pain from that. We're going to have sons, daughters, dads, moms. And we're going to say, man, this is the hardest thing in the world. I can't fix this. And that's going to be a disappointment. You know, we're going to have things with our jobs. We're going to have things that, you know, how many, you know, can I tell you something? I'm really glad Rick found his wallet because I was the blame for that. I was the blame for that. And I was praying like crazy. God, please find that wallet. Because a man had dropped his helmet on on a scooter. And I seen that helmet fly off in traffic. He didn't see he lost it. And so I slammed on the brakes. I said, jump out there and grab that helmet. And when he did, his wallet fell out. 
And so we were doing the right thing. How many have ever done good things? And, and I know what Rick was doing. He was sitting home saying, God, we did the right thing. And we thought he might have lost his wallet in the middle of the street, but we didn't know it. And that's where it ended up being, in the middle of the street. So um, you're going to be doing things for God. You're going to be doing the right thing. You're going to be doing everything right. And guess what? The test is going to come. And it's going to happen to all of us. And the difference is, do we respond by running to the Lord? And that's your first step. We give it to the Lord because only the Lord can take things that we can't change. And God has to give you the strength to go through it. And he wants us to go through it by trusting him. And then there's other steps. How many know that we have to bear one another's burdens? And you say, well, nobody will help me bear my burden. Well, maybe we're too afraid to reach out to people too, you know. And so we need to pay attention who's struggling through burdens. But then we got to let people help us go through burdens. We've got to have a brother and a sister and... You know, uh, people in the Lord that are, we can't isolate ourselves. We got to share with people. Don't be ashamed of it. Hey, I'm struggling with alcohol. I'm struggling with drugs. I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with anger. How many have ever sat quietly in a room and said, I'm struggling with anger? I'm mad at everybody. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. You know, it started when you were a kid. Nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. I'm going to run away. How many have ever done that? Don't be ashamed. I've done it. I've done it. I do it every Sunday more before I preach. No, I, I'm just playing with it. <laughs> but how many know that is that, that's what the enemy wants to destroy us with self-pity? And I'm not saying you don't have a reason to. We all have good reasons, valid reasons, because the world we live in is a tough world. But we've got to learn to share that with people. Hey, I'm struggling because things aren't going well. Money's not right. I can't get help. My relationships aren't right. Uh, it's never going to be right, you know, and we've just got to share that. And we're going to say how there, there's healthy ways to go through it. There's unhealthy ways to go through it. And God wants us to face it. And God wants us to go through it. God wants to trust them through it. And uh, this is the biggest problem. We get discouraged and the courage just goes right out of us. And so um, that's the second thing. We've got to find people to help us go through it. And uh, we got to have God there with us and, uh, we got to be in a healthy way going through that. Uh, and they say the quickest way you can do it is get past that depression very quickly. Move forward in life. Don't look backwards. Don't look in the past. Just look forward and say, what's tomorrow going to be like? What's today going to be like? And let's move through it. But let's play, pray for these girls. Hallelujah. Anybody else need prayer today? Anybody else?